A stu stu Studio D production. Text the other day from the living room while I was in my room. Okay. <laughs> that I have a, and it said, I have a devilish and devious poop brewing inside me right now. <laughs> oh my devilish, God. devilish and devious. Oh I'm like, my. I'm like, so go poop. <laughs> and she's like, it's not ready yet. <laughs> I was like, I hate you so much. We should introduce. <laughs> we should probably. Wait, who are we? I, uh, who am I? We're F'd Up Family Storytime. I'm Salem. Oh, and I'm Hannah. Are we doing it that way? <laughs> oh my God, why not? <laughs> okay. And here today we have Jess. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So how's everyone doing? Great. I think I just got beer up my nose, but otherwise, okay. <laughs> oh no. I saw you take that drink before uh -huh. you had to talk, and I was like, uh-oh. Yeah, so... Uh -oh. So, uh, I'm very so, tired. I stayed up until 3.30 a.m. last night being autistic and looking at historical clothing. Being artistic? No, I think I'm autistic. Uh, we don't call it that anymore. You're neurodivergent. Well, we already <laughs> knew that, but what kind of neurodivergent? It, does, it doesn't matter. We're all a little neurodivergent in this family. I think it does I think matter. It does matter. Not because to me. Okay. Well, maybe okay. to you and how you manage it, but not to me. <laughs> so you... one weird person's just like another weird person to me. Whether or not I am autistic, um, but like you, I think that uh, there's some kind of neurodivergency going on there. I mean, ADHD, um, autism, whatever it is, I got something. I, for me, it's been really helpful, like thinking of it from that viewpoint. Like if I think I'm probably autistic, this is why I do things. Then that helps me. I didn't realize how much I like mask in my day to day life. And like, it's helped me be better in social situations for sure. And like less anxious about it when I'm able to like not mask and think about it constantly in the way that I was before where I was like am I doing this correctly am I doing this the way that other people would do it I, when I'm like well I guess it doesn't matter because I might be autistic <laughs> then like I'm like have a better time <laughs> <laughs> no and I get that I totally get that I think it's also hard too because so many different neurodivergent they overlap um, so much paths have similar <laughs> symptoms right like you were saying you may have a lot of symptoms of being autistic, right? But maybe that actually wraps up into something else because maybe you have these other symptoms that aren't autistic. I say symptoms. It shouldn't be symptoms of autism, but... Traits. Traits. traits Thank you. Yeah. I kept saying symptoms like it was a disease <laughs> and that's horrible. Traits of it, you know, that aren't traits of autism, but are traits of this that also has these, you know, so that's where it gets tricky, right? Because mm -hmm. like... I don't think I have ADHD. I never really had trouble sitting down and focusing as a kid. It, there was always noise everywhere. So I think that carried over into my adult life where I can't focus without noise now. But we lived in a three bedroom, less than a hundred thousand square foot house with five of us. It was never quiet. No, there was always a TV, a radio on. People or talking, yeah. playing music, playing the piano. Yeah us fighting like whatever <laughs> me just jumping around making thumping noises me just talking to talk because that's what i like to do <laughs> yeah kelly just saying wait for me all the time wait for me wait for me 
But lately, I feel like I have ADHD. I can't focus on anything. I'm jumping everywhere. But in reality, I believe it's a symptom of my anxiety. Yeah. And I don't have ADHD. That's why I I never used, you know, I didn't suddenly develop ADHD, right? Yeah. But my PTSD anxiety is making those systems symptoms stand out right now. You yeah. know what I mean? And no, so, that makes sense. Yeah. You haven't started All right. the story. Well, I think it's time for us to get into the story. And this week, Jess is telling it. Woo. All right. Yeah. I've got a fun one for you this All right. time, guys. What? I can use some fun stuff. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> is it really fun? Maybe I'm lying. <laughs> Maybe I'm not. Who knows? It's hard to tell with you. We'll it's, find out. It's the the Jess conundrum nobody knows. <laughs> okay, well, as I tend to do, um, I have a story this time that might just be pushing the boundaries of our normal genres that we talk about, but I, as I like to do. But Say did tell a story about farts, so I think I have some wiggle room. <laughs> I did. I waited three years to tell that story. <laughs> so I think I have some wiggle room with uh, topics these days. So today... We're going to go on a road trip. I love road trips. Um, it's summertime right now, right? It's time people go on vacations. And I'm pretty sure most of our listeners, especially since there's only like 20 of you. Um, <laughs> Hi, Ryan. Have been on some sort of family road trip in our lives. And the fun they had. Right? Yeah, the right. fun. Uh-huh. So much fun. But one of the things I always remember from road trips as a kid is seeing those big giant signs advertising like the world's largest X or the biggest taco in Texas or whatever you want to throw out there. <laughs> world's right? largest ball of yarn. Uh-huh. Right. The world's largest prairie dog. I remember that one. And the rattlesnake ranch was right there, too. Uh, yep. And I don't remember going to that. I don't think I did. We no, never we never went, went right? to it. We asked to go to it every, every single, single time, time we right? drove by, and Dad said no. James and I had this idea when we were driving out to Arkansas a few years ago of like starting a vlog where we go to all of those roadside attractions, and I mm-hmm. think that we should still do it. Right? I think it would be fun. Podcast, I think that would be hilarious. Not vlog. Podcast, not it's vlog. not a yeah, vlog yeah. anymore. You know, vlogs aren't the thing. Podcast, podcast, yeah. <laughs> and you could podcast it on YouTube too. You could, yeah. You know, which I don't get how that's still a podcast, but that's more like a vlog. It, or it, it, or is it a vodcast? So like Salem was saying, I always wanted to stop, but we never did because we always had a destination and timeline and agenda. Even when we were doing fun vacations, our mom is a planner. So, well, and dad would never stop because to him, that was just stupid. We (laughs) could get him to stop at the museum in Hayes because Mm -hmm. they had the dinosaur exhibit, but fucking stop at the at the largest prairie dog. Hell no. Not the dinosaur exhibit. <laughs> oh, poor Hannah. <laughs> I'm traumatized. All right. So today I'm going to take you along my road trip of weird roadside attractions. Yay. Now, I've skipped all of the world's biggest this or world's tallest that because eh, those aren't that They're usually weird. pretty lame. You show up, you right. see them, and you're like, eh. And so I'm sticking with the more offbeat weird ones. Now. Nice. With this, though, weird has a few different definitions, right? So we're going to talk about some places that are that kind of, huh, weird? Like, <laughs> like I don't know why this is a thing, but it's cool for people who get it, right? Like that yeah. kind of weird. It's got that niche. And then there's the cool weird, like, 
no, this is, this is like, what the fuck is this? But it's pretty awesome. Kind of cool, weird, right? Okay. And then there's the creepy weird. Like, okay, good. You know, nice. That's explains. I was itself. wondering. I was wondering if we were gonna get. I want to go to a creepy weird roadside attraction. Any place where people could get killed. <sighs> Any rest stop that you stop <laughs> okay. at yeah, that's on right. a road anywhere trip. on a road I'm trip. I'm sorry. Killing along the highway is not that exciting because I mean because it happens, happens every day. <laughs> All right. All right. So everyone, buckle up. We're about to leave Colorado. <laughs> And we're going to head on down to Texas, uh, specifically Houston, Texas. Texas. And we're you know, Houston's supposed to be taken out by a 12-mile-wide tornado sometime in August, <laughs> just so you know. I saw that. I'm glad we live more than 12 miles away. Yeah, me too. Okay. Houston. What happened in Houston before the tornado t- takes them out? <laughs> if there actually is a tornado in Houston in August, you're going to feel really bad. Well, I, I'll 12 talk. mile wide one. <laughs> no, this was a TikTok I saw. I no, 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 I no, know. You I sent it, it to us. So we are going to take a look at The Orange Show. So The Orange Show is a 3,000 square foot outdoor folk art environment. Oh. So it was built by Jefferson Davis McKissock in Houston, and it was Everything in there was built by him. He built it in complete isolation from 1956 to 1979. And he used, you know, basic construction materials, wood, that kind of stuff, and found objects like tires, wagon wheels, tractor seats, bricks, mannequins, like, Mm. um, and everything he built is a tribute to his favorite fruit, oranges. And to share his message... Um, oh, I should have written this down. Something to the effect of his philosophy on a long life is eat oranges. Like, And so there are different facts all around about oranges as you That's walk so through. That's so cute and wholesome. And it has now spawned the Orange Show Conservancy Conservationist Group. So they preserve folk art installations Aww. across the U.S. So it's pretty cool. I love that. Yeah, and they manage the Orange Show site these days. That's kind of cool. It's so, so cute looking. Just for oranges. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm going to look up every single one of them as you're reading if them we so were, that we can see. If we were good at social oh, media, we'd post some on our page. Or I know. So. Is that a dig? <laughs> no, at, at every single one of us on this podcast. I know. Yes. I should. I will. I will for this one. I promise, listeners. You can hold <laughs> me to it. If I don't, email me some shit or, emails. Don't do it so they have to email I know us. that's my thought. <laughs> so now that we've got it... Godded. Now that we've Godded. gotten our allotted amount of vitamin C for the day, let's head on up to Lucas, Kansas, and the world's largest collection of the world's smallest versions of the world's largest things. That what? is awesome. Now, I know I said I skipped all the biggest and all that, but I felt like this is a three for one, so I had to do it. Yeah, right? no, that is awesome. Um, miniatures of the world's largest things. That is so, something that like speaks I to my heart. Like that. So Lucas, Kansas-based artist Erica Nelson started out with a van, her little traveling van museum, and she would go to these landmarks, these largest this, biggest that landmarks, and she would make miniatures of it and then put them in her van, and it was her traveling collection 
of miniatures of the world's largest things, right? That's cool. Um, I love so, miniatures so fucking much. I um, do. <laughs> now, these days, they have, uh, she has opened a storefront. However, take your chances on if it's open. She Aww. opens it when she wants, but you can still look in the window at the displays. And from and you may be able to make an appointment also if you reach out. Oh if you're just gonna drop by, weekends are your best bet. <laughs> I feel like I'm like a travel agent. Yeah, yeah. You're we're you planning are. your next vacation. But, but I'm this, planning my next road trip right but, now. <laughs> but this is why it walks the line because we're not a travel podcast. No, no. I mean, book on, at your own risk. Obviously. So there is a storefront now. I think we wrapped up. The world's largest collection of the world's smallest versions of the world's largest things. <laughs> I love it. Some places it is abbreviated as WLCOTWSM or SVOTWLT because that's so much shorter. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think the other way might be. Remembering whole words is easier for me than just random <laughs> yeah, letters. Random letters. That's funny. All right. So now we're going to head to Red Oak 2, Missouri. Red Oak 2? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So just north of Carthage, Missouri. And I got to say I love Missouri for some of its names. Like they have Carthage and Hannibal, like very Romanesque (laughs) names. And like, because like the Battle of Carthage Hannibal was a general like that's some real coordinating in Missouri to get those two towns named for yeah, the same thing. It is. <laughs> anyway, so Carthage, Missouri, just north, um, is Red Oak too. So Lowell Davis grew up in Red Oak, Missouri. So Red Oak, Missouri was a town. After World War II, Red Oak began to fade, as a lot of the smaller, more rural towns did, because people began sort of in mass heading towards the cities, towards city life. So Davis had been gone from Red Oak for a number of years, and upon returning in the 70s, 1970s, and he found that his hometown was a ghost town. So in 1987, Davis, who was living on a farm at that time and had a lot of unused land, took part of that land near Carthage and built Red Oak too. So he actually bought homes and businesses from the original Red Oak and other rural ghost towns. He moved them to the new location and restored them. Oh, that's cool. Now, these days, each home and building is privately owned and the owners are responsible for maintaining their buildings. Um, But there are many museums and other businesses there that you can visit it's almost like stepping back in time because the restored homes are still of that early style of construction, right? They're, they're historic still. That's cool. Can't talk. So it looks like an old town. Oh, it looks like freaking Big Fish. <laughs> I don't know why that is the first thing that came to my mind, but this town is like, oh, that's, that's the cool. fucking Big Fish town. <laughs> that's really neat. So that's one I of those... That cool weird things yeah it's weird like that somebody did that but it's really cool it's right off route 66 it is a lot of these actually are i just didn't Uh, say that because this isn't a purely route 66 road trip well it makes sense so red oak two 
All right, sit back and relax now because we have a little bit of a drive before we get to Atlanta, Georgia for our next stop. In Georgia, we're going to head to Constitution Lake Park. It may be Constitution Lakes Park (laughs) now that I think about it. And specifically a trail there called the Doll's Head Trail. Oh, creepy. I knew Hannah went like this one. Ah! <laughs> so, Doll's Head Trail. So, Joel Slatton, who lived in the area. I'm sorry. I, I'm Googling it as you're telling it, and it's terrifying. <laughs> um, so, he lived in the area, you know, in around 2010 when the recession was going. You know, he had a lot of time. So, he would go on these trails, and he went to the far side of Constitution Lakes Park, And as he was walking through this area, he started to notice a bunch of doll parts, pieces of dolls, as well as other discarded trash. Not as creepy as it sounds at one point. It was a shop, and that's where all the doll parts came from. Oh, okay. I was going to say, he just, like, found these doll parts. But they're just laying in the dirt, right? It's like an an archaeological site, but with doll parts, right? Yeah. That's less creepy than the alternative is that someone was just there putting all these doll parts there and then someone found it and was like, let's make a trail out of it. But it's still creepy to walk through, though. Yeah. But so he, as he said, he just likes to, what did he say? I like to make things or something like that. (laughs) Something to that effect, I forget his exact words. And so he started collecting all of this trash and doll parts up and started making these sculptures i guess you could call them that i don't think he would call himself an artist or call them sculptures and leaving them on the trail it started as a joke he thought it would be fun and he figured like hey if the city says like you can't do this i'll just take them down right no big deal well eventually the i I don't know the park ranger i forget who the head guy was i thought i'd remember more details but who cares some head guy (laughs) who's in charge of the park officially he he loved it and so he officially christened that as doll's head trail that's awesome i love yeah. it and uh one of the things about <laughs> that's it that's cool one of the really cool things about it is that they have seen that it has a, has encouraged um awareness around littering and trash and people oh. it's one of the cleanest trails pe- because they made all that stuff yeah. out of trash so people are following suit or picking it up and things like that so that's cool that's what just what we just need to have more weird trash doll art installations right? at every yeah. trail. <laughs> right? Yeah. So some of the things that he has, uh, some of the things that he's made are like there's a TV with a doll head in yeah, the center Yeah, that's the one I just it. showed mom. <laughs> there, yeah, there's weird heads just like attached to trees with wire and well, stuff like I that. I wanted to decorate in my backyard with dolls, doll heads. Yes. Do you remember that? I, I saw this thing where you can take doll heads and you've got to fashion some sort of a stand for them and you hollow them out and you use them as planters. So yes. somehow I feel like George would not be into no, that. No, he was fine with it. I just never got around to mm-hmm. it. But I also, that speaks to my heart because I like to make yard, like decorative yard shit out, out of, of trash. trash. Yeah, I really so cool. love trash art. That's cool. Creepy, kind of, but cool. Yeah, it's creepy, cool. Yeah. I'd go there. I mean, creepy to walk through. It would be kind of creepy to walk through it, but it's cool. Yeah. And despite what people might say, there's a lot of other trash art there that isn't doll heads or doll parts in it. So, so it's, so, but that's, that was kind of the creepy aspect of it. And one of the big draws for people, but there's a lot of other stuff there too. 
All right, so are we ready to head north a little to Arden, Delaware? Yeah. Woo. I'm sorry. Are you still looking at that? This one is so funny. I know, right? (laughs) The propeller one. It's so funny. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, you might like this place. In Arden, Delaware, we're going to stop and visit the Oddporium. Oddporium. So go ahead and look that up. (laughs) So this store was opened by a husband and wife who had an interest. (laughs) I I like it already. (laughs) Who had an interest in unique things, odd things. And they decided they were also affected by the recession in the early 2000s. And so something happened with their jobs. I didn't really pay attention to that because that's the least exciting part. (laughs) But so they decided to take their collection of odd things and just open up a museum slash store. So they have things there from preserved animals or animal parts, medical instruments, uh, medicine, like from from long, long ago. They have... Lots of bones and horns, and they have bone lamps, lamps made out of different bones. Hannah's like dying right now. Love places like this. I think when James and I were in Portland, maybe the first time we went to just like a random place like this, and I was like, I fucking love it here. I love it so much. (laughs) They have like old pictures and papers and records and things like that too. So that's pretty fun. That's cool. And they sell some stuff too. It's a store also. So. Interesting. That'd be a fun place to check out. Yeah, for sure. I want the bones. <laughs> hey, little shemmies. Thanks for tuning in. While we were on our break, I just wanted to let you guys know how you can get a hold of us if you wanted to send us an email with your spooky stories. I'm still waiting for you to tell me those so I could tell them to you. Our email is ffsthepodcast at gmail.com. We'd also love to hear from you on the various social media sites. We're ffsthepodcast on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. You can find us at E-F-F-E-D up story time. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in. We love you, Shemmies. And uh, back to the show. Well, we don't have far to drive to get to our next destination. We're just headed to Rockport, Massachusetts. Wow. All right. And we're going to visit the Paper House. Ooh. Ooh, I think I've heard of this. So this is a house made by Ellis F. Steinman and almost entirely out of newspaper. Oh. Weird. No, I haven't heard of this. So he started building this in 1922 as a hobby for his summer house. Steinman actually invented the machine that makes paper clips. So, oh, okay. Cool. So he probably has a lot of money. Yeah. So he's building it as a hobby for his summer house. It's built, you know, it actually has a wood framework, wooden floor, wooden roof. So those parts are wood. But everything else like the walls all of that is made from layers and layers of newspaper right so it would take about an inch thick pressed paper so layers of paper and glue and then varnished on the outside and this actually made it pretty waterproof oh, um, wow. it doesn't even look like it's made of paper I know. 
he also made several things inside the oh, house cool. out of paper. Now, some of the things in the house he covered with paper. Like, there's a paper piano, but it's an actual oh, okay. piano. I saw the piano and I was like, is that made out of paper? It's an act, <laughs> but he covered it in paper. Okay. But if you look around, like, the, the window coverings are paper, you know. Oh, how um, cool. He decided not to put clapboards or siding on the outside so that people could see the paper and somehow through all these years it has withstood the elements um you can still go see it his great great niece manages it now hmm. um that's cool so i just so that's pretty interesting, that's interesting. that is very like the i the, where the people get the ideas for yeah, this stuff right? it's just like what made you think you want to make a house out of newspaper <laughs> you know like why I forget. I read that and now I forgot. But I know, <laughs> I think he wanted to see, it was something like he wanted to see if he could insulate his house with a newspaper. He just wanted to see if it would work. I think so, if huh. I remember right from what I read. It's just interesting. So interesting. And then to actually do it, to actually follow through with it. In Massachusetts? Had, that had to have taken I feel like out. it gets so cold in Massachusetts in the winter, and doesn't like, it? like humidity? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of varnish. I mean... <laughs> Uh, it stuff's pretty durable and that's thick. true. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um, and they do revarnish it as they need to, so they are oh, okay. keeping it up. But um, and if we ever actually take a road trip and go there, we might find out why for real that yeah. he did. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and what? instead of relying on Jess's not great <laughs> memory, no, that's cool. That's very cool. We're gonna start heading back west. We're gonna go from Rockport, Massachusetts. To Rockford, Illinois. Oh, okay. so we got to drive ahead of us. I just like I didn't. I tried to make that funny. I just noticed as I was turning the page. I'm like, oh, we're going from rock to rock, but I don't <laughs> think it turned out the way I wanted it to. I just think this place is cool looking. So we're gonna stop and we're gonna see the Rockman Guardians. So there is a park called the Sinisippi Park. Okay. Mississippi. It is spelled exactly like Mississippi, just instead of M-I-S-S, it starts with S-I-N-N. So that's where I'm getting Mississippi from. Okay. <laughs> I would say that's how you would say it. Mississippi yeah. Park in Rockford, Illinois. There is a quartet of 12 foot tall men. 12 feet tall? Standing guard overlooking the park. In the late 80s, Therese Agnew built these statues. They are built completely with boulders uh, weighing 100 plus pounds each that were cemented together. Wow. Each one has its own different pose. And there's one that is believed to be the leader. He's standing with his hand on his sword hilt as if he is ready to go into battle. Cool. Um, they have, they were designed so that the intention the artist uh, intended it to look as if they were wearing historic uh, body armor, including a battle skirt, and it's just pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it does look really cool. I'm I'm sure it's very impressive when you're there in person. Right, when twelve you have, feet tall. I mean, that's more than twice as tall as I am. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's no, crazy. That's huge. That's cool. And I just think, I mean, it's like a dinosaur man. Yeah. <laughs> 
a giant, if you will. Yeah, they look like little Roman soldiers. Because they have the little skirts. You can yeah. clearly see the skirts. They and they've also got those say, like breastplates that have like the yeah. abs on them. And, they, and there was a, on one of the articles I read, they said something kind of cheeky. Like, we don't really know, but we can assume two are female based on, on their construction or, or based on their presentation of their pectoral area or something <laughs> like that. They were trying to be like... As clinical as possible. <laughs> Basically, these guys look like they have boobs. These guys don't. So maybe these are not guys and they're ladies. <laughs> <laughs> now, we don't have far to go from Indiana to get to Riverside, Illinois. And this one is my most favorite WTF, why is this a thing and how it came about place that we're stopping. Because we're going to visit the future birthplace of Captain James Tiberius Kirk. Oh, oh that's cool. <laughs> this thing cracks me up. So there was never before, I forgot to put a year down, so sometime before 1993, the uh, mayor of Riverside was a huge Star Trek fan, <laughs> and he was reading some deep, some like behind the scenes creation and, and inspiration of Star Trek by Gene Roddenberry kind of thing. And discovered that Kirk is born in Iowa in the future. <laughs> so, it doesn't say where in Iowa. So, the mayor took it upon himself to propose that they claim themselves as the future birthplace of Captain Kirk. <laughs> That's and took hilarious. it to a vote, and the vote passed. So, that is so funny. So, they are the self-proclaimed... <laughs> Future, future birthplace of Captain James Tiberius Kirk. Has That's it ever been funny. like substantiated by anyone involved so, in Star Trek? So we'll get there. Okay. So <laughs> at this time, the mayor went out bes- behind his property. He found a spot and put and jabbed a stick into the ground and said, this is the spot. <laughs> <laughs> so later they eventually built like a monument, a bench. They have a little donation box uh, shaped like a shuttle kind of thing. They changed their summer river fest to a uh, trek fest. <laughs> ah! They changed their town slogan from where the best begins to where the trek begins. Ah! <laughs> I just love that this mayor was that crazy and that I the whole and that the town went with him. You know these They're things like, yeah. were voted on, right? Yeah. Like he doesn't just change the town slogan. That's voted on by like city council. That's like, they were like in on it. Like <laughs> you know, eventually I think they moved the site a little ways away because the construction or something, so it's not exactly in the same place it was. And then in 2009 in the movie reboot of Star Trek. They say he came. Yep. So when that came out, the director and the and the producers and everything actually invited Riverside to a special ex- exclusive screening of oh it. Oh my god! And then um, in it, they make mention that he's born in Riverside, Illinois. In Riverside, That's so Illinois. Cool. I said Iowa before. We I think at it, some Joe. point this is yeah, Illinois, guys. Illinois. Illinois. Okay. Illinois. Oh, that's so cool. So, but to me, it's just Illinois. like, I think it's cool for that town, but like, why do I want to go there? It's just like, <laughs> it's it's made up shit about made up shit. So yeah. it's like double tre- made up if shit. If you're a Trekkie, though, if you're a hardcore Trekkie. Yeah. 
Yeah. That would be cool. That would be a cool place to go. That So that's why it goes into the, huh, weird, but <laughs> where cool, was but cool, cool for people who like that stuff. Yeah. I, w- I want to know where Jean-Luc Picard's going to be born. Right here. <laughs> we just have to proclaim it. And proclaim apparently it. they'll put it in the next Star Trek movie. Yeah. In my house. <laughs> All right, guys, we're getting close to home, but we got a couple more stops along the way. <laughs> All right. We're going to keep heading west and a little bit north to Haver, Montana. So this is cool because Haver, Montana has a hundred year old city underground. That's cool. So like by today's standards, we would consider it like an underground mall. But this was just the city back then. So there are saloons, there are laundries, uh, restaurants, like all preserved and uh, available to see on tour, brothels. Um, So you can actually go down and take tours of this underground city um, from 100 years ago. Wow. Bet you it's haunted down there, too. I wonder. Yeah, I tried to do a supernatural road trip thing, and apparently one of the episodes of Supernatural is named Road Trip, and I got... (laughs) No! I got... No I results. I, I even went. I even went stuff. to the second page. No oh results for anything but the TV show. God damn it! <laughs> That's really cool. That's a place I would like to visit. I know yeah. it sounds fun, right? I mean, mm. who knew Montana could be exciting? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> All right, we're almost home, but we're gonna make one last stop in Wallace, Idaho, kind of along the same veins as our historic city underground. We're gonna visit the Oasis Bordello Museum. So here's the fun thing about this bordello. It was actually active until 1988. Wow. So What's a bordello? Whorehouse. Like, okay. Yeah. That's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> but it was active. Active until, until 1988? I mean, Idaho. Who's, I mean, I guess we never know. that who Like, who lived in Idaho in 1988? Like, nobody. Uh, nobody. Idaho's <laughs> like a big park. I mean, to be fair. Sorry, pro- I was just watching Isn't Parks prostitution and legal in, on, like, the Strip in Vegas or something? I have no idea. I think there's some weird thing about how, like, there's a place in It's, a, it's legal Vegas. in Reno. Reno, oh, in Nevada. Reno, okay. Has legal prostitution, and it's the only place <laughs> if in, you could the, imagine, in the state. country, yeah. If you could imagine such a place, Reno is the toilet of Las Vegas. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've never been to either, so I can't really Doesn't give Belle my own love opinion. Reno? I don't, I don't know. Has she I think she to? does. I mean... Is, I think someone in California family lives in Reno. I feel like that tracks, like, it's kind of sketch. <laughs> And we got Belle. She's a little sketch. Yeah, there's truth to that. All right. So what we know about this bordello without going on the tour is that the in 1988, the occupants hastily left town, leaving behind personal items, furniture, even food. There was a bag of half unloaded groceries like on the counter. Yeah. Weird. And then everything was left as it was. And in the early 90s, a man decided to buy it. He hasn't he didn't change anything and now it's open for tours and there's a guided tour where it talks about the history and even about the reasons why they left so hastily that they've gotten from former maids clients and even some of the girls who worked there so it's interesting because it's an old bordello that lasted till 1988 so you get a very mixed history would be my guess when you go visit it like i can't say that for sure because i've never been there but I mean, this is just his fantasy road trip. These are 12, <laughs> 12 of the, I think, 
18 places I found that were moderately interesting. <laughs> no, that's, it's interesting too. They never really found out why they left so suddenly either. I mean, I guess they did and they're just not sharing it because they oh. want you to come because they say you'll find out, you oh, can find tour. out on the tour. Okay. okay I bet g- if I had dug deeper, you I could have found, found some it. obscure place that had that information on there. But no, listeners, you have to go, you have to go if you want to know. I mean, this might be an actual library thing. You might have to actually look at <laughs> Records and shit through them. Micro that. I've done enough micro fishing for my life. <laughs> well, you can do it online now, guys. That's true. That's no, true. I want to use an actual micro. Not for fish. everything. You <laughs> can. A lot of it is is digitized now, but you could at least find it easily online, and they'll yeah. hold it for you to go in there. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Their cobwebby basement, I'm assuming, where all the microfiche machines are now because they're used so infrequently. All the, one, <laughs> all the one machines that they probably have because <laughs> nobody ever uses them. Microfiche and microfilm. You got to have both of them. You never uh-huh. knew which one you were going to get. Microfiche. Which I, I never understood. Like, pick one. <laughs> and now we're home. But we didn't take a break. Nope, I just told didn't. the whole damn story. <laughs> I noticed you did after it. you got to like story seven, I was like, I don't think oh she's my God, how long Did you guys start <laughs> thinking this was going to be because I, I just know, I was <laughs> like, if there's more after this. <laughs> no, that's fine. It was good, though. It was good. Uh, I want to go on that actual road trip. Let's do I it. I do. I want to go see a lot of those things. Yeah. But not all. Not all. <laughs> no, I'll admit not all. I'll skip the trek thing i mean i (laughs) i enjoy star trek i know too much about it probably but i wouldn't consider myself a trekkie i literally only know the movie where that whale is like the last whale on earth (laughs) oh my god that's like grandpa made me watch it once i think when we were in arkansas (laughs) that's like not even one of the good old ones it's the only one i know (laughs) no i haven't been able to get into the new star trek stuff but I enjoyed old Star Trek. I mean, Next Generation, though, is my... Next Generation is is the best! (laughs) Deep Space Nine was okay. I know a lot of haters for that, but I liked the crossover stuff. It It came out while... Next Gen was still on. I thought it was interesting that they were stationary. I thought it was an interesting take on the whole Star Trek that they weren't like some ship that's out, you know, exploring, that they were stationary and it was all the different things that came to them that you got to see. And And they had the weird, the weird creature with the leopard spots that like took new bodies over mm-hmm. the something. trills yeah <laughs> yeah and then it had the guy who could melt into a puddle odo odo that they never like i think they eventually did figure out what he was but it was a like yeah. a, he was the he was only like the one only of his one kind. and he could melt into, he had to it. melt into a puddle to like rest didn't he or something like he that i have i don't remember yeah i can't contribute to this at all <laughs> i'll just never forget when i found out that the actor who played him did the voice of the chef in Little Mermaid, oh. Rene Aubergenois or something like Aubergenois oh. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he has a very French last name. <laughs> and he played the French French chef who stuffs them with bread. It don't hurt because you dead. <laughs> well, that was a good story. Yeah. I liked it, Jess. Not really an effed up story, but now <laughs> it's time for something even less effed up. <laughs> One thing doesn't suck. One thing doesn't suck. Yeah! Wow! <laughs> okay, you guys want to know my my not sucky thing? Yeah. Yes. So if you guys want to see this video, you can go to the Good News Network. I love this place. 
Um, and I love this kid. Somewhere, I don't know where, they don't usually give places, but there was a young boy walking through his neighborhood, stopped at a random house that had a doorbell camera. I've seen this video. And he left a positive message of encouragement Aww. for a complete stranger. So you can find the video on YouTube or on the Good News Network. But he's just walking with friends and he goes up to the camera, looks directly in it and leaves this happy message that says, you matter. All right. There's always going to be someone who cares about you. You're a good person. No matter what people say about you, you matter. I'm just trying to say something nice. You matter, man or girl, whoever you are, you matter to someone. Just keep that in mind. Don't forget. Oh, that's so sweet. There needs to be more people like that. Mm-hmm. And this is a world. kid, you know, he's he's hopefully he doesn't get jaded I know. throughout the rest of his growing up. And he always well, stays stay so good. Yeah. And <laughs> I hope he was an influence on his friends. So it says he was walking with his friends yeah. when he peeled off. Like, I mean, hopefully he inspired them to be a better generation than some of the generations before him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cute. That's beautiful. Sweet. I love it, Jess. Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. But not really, because they're in stands, and so it'd be really hard. I and mean, I can expensive. pull it out here. Like, dropping a mic is really... <laughs> she unplugged it. She unplugged the mic. I mean, she can't even drop it without unplugging it. And I can't plug it back in. I got it. We're good. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, <laughs> I can't get After it back that... <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> I got it. No, I figured it out now. We're good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that was that was a fun episode. We'll be back here in about fifteen minutes. Not for you though. For <laughs> <laughs> a week. For a week or two, maybe. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>